welcome to Single and Loving It. I'm your host, Grace Hufton, and I am so excited. I have a guest on here today, my dad, Pastor Merrick Hufton. Say hello, Dad. Hello, everyone. <laughs> um, just a, I, uh, We have a very uh, makeshift microphone situation, so if there's any weird, I don't know, volume levels, I do apologize, but the content is going to be fabulous, and I wanted to bring my dad on because he has many times said that he enjoyed his singlehood years and he got married when he was 32, when he was 32 years old, as you learned before, uh, make sure you listen to my mom's podcast. It's called wisdom for singles with pastor Linda Hufton. And she kind of shares her experience being single. And so today I asked my dad to come on and he is going to share about the advantages of being single and how to live your life to the best that it can be, even while you're single, you're not less than you're not, you don't have a, you know, a worse life being single. And so, uh, he has jotted down some notes and why don't you just start, (laughs) start off and share what you feel like you want to tell all the single people out there in the world. Well, first of all, I want to say that if you're single, you're a whole complete person. Amen. Never let anybody put you down as a second-class citizen because that's just not true. And if you take a look at the singleness in the Bible, so many people were single starting with Jesus, Paul. You can go on down the line. Great men of God have done things, or women of God, being single. And the Scripture even talks about it. It says in 1 Corinthians 7, it says that, that singleness, you tend to be focused on things of the, of the Lord, how you can please God. But if you're married, you are basically have to focus on two things. One, you've got to focus on pleasing the Lord, but the other thing, you've got to focus on pleasing your wife, which means life will be more complicated. And <laughs> so one of the greatest benefits of being single is simplicity of life. And... I know when I was single, I remember I was single and about a month before I was getting married, I called my brother who had been married for several years by then. I said, uh, tell me one more time why married life is better than single life because there were so many advantages I saw to being single. And quite honestly, there are benefits on both sides. There's benefits when you find your soulmate, and you can be together, and the Bible says it's it's a good thing, and you find favor of the Lord. But there's also good things in being single. Amen. I believe that. <laughs> yes, and and I also believe um, number one, not only is life simpler, but you just have more time because you can focus on your studies with God. You can focus on your own hobbies. You can focus on serving. And your schedule is your own. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, you're never checking in. You're just yourself. And so the freedom is there. Freedom to come and go as you please. Freedom to uh, do things more spontaneously. Um, when you're married, uh, you have to always check on your spouse because that's what love would do. And I enjoy my spouse. I'm happily married, by the way. Love my wife. And we've been married now for 36, going on 37 years. And she's my soulmate. I love her. But I also love my single life. 
I mean, it, and people would always look at me, why you're still single? And, but I'd just throw that off and just enjoy my life. And I believe that you can actually do more for God sometimes. You don't have to, but you can do more for God being single. I remember being single, I would have hours, I could study the Word, and I could do more things, like right after work, I'd go off to do things for on crusades, I'd have work, and then I'd do things in the evening for the Lord. And when you're married, those things have to got to shift. You can't go flat out. You've got to change the way that you operate. You must. And so you need wisdom in marriage, a lot more wisdom than when you're single. And although I thank God for marriage because the great character builder that God has given us. But singlehood has many benefits. What would you say is the best advantages from your singlehood years? The best advantage of singleness. Now, I gotta, is your mother going to listen to this? Because you got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> the best advantage is freedom. Your freedom to come and go, your freedom to make the shots without having to confer with anybody. And, you know, you have to, it's all, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. If you go to a, one city or another, there's a pro to one city and there's a con to that same city. It's the same with singleness and being married. When I was single, I used to trout fish, I used to go hunting, I used to do, do adventures, I would travel. And when I became married, um, those activities were greatly curtailed. And that's what you've got to give up. You've got to give up some things in order to gain another thing, which is good. But it's exchanging goods. You can't just do everything. And when you're single, you've got to realize there's a lot of privileges you have that you will not have when you're married. Amen. Things will slow down. It will get more complicated. You will have to balance things out. You will have some times of tension in your marriage where you've got to realize marriage is all about compromise. One word, this is marriage, compromise. You've got to give up. Both sides got to give up what they want to do to be a blessing to the other one and to be a blessing together as a couple. And it's all good, but you got to weigh. You know, there's so many pros to being married, but there's so many pros to being single. Mm -hmm. So if you're single, shout hallelujah for all the <laughs> blessings you are being single. And rather be single and happy than married and miserable. Yes. And I'll tell you what, I met a lot of miserable married people. I used to watch them. I said, dear God, remind me not to get married. But then I would see those people that were happily married. It's, which is so good. Because my whole heart behind this podcast is that it's not anti-marriage podcast. It's just don't put a pause on your life just because you're single. Live your life to the fullest, going hard after God, being happy with your life, being content with where you are, and being filled with the joy of the Lord. But then also when you get married, it's the same thing. And so I love what you're what you're saying, Dad, how it's there's benefits to both sides. Absolutely. But as you are single... Just take advantage of those benefits and be happy with those benefits. Look at the bright side of things as you're going to be looking for your future spouse. And so uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about advantages before I ask another question? Yeah. The scripture says your life is simpler and you can do more for the Lord when you're single. And I believe that's true. And all I've got to say is 
for, as an advantage for my life, I had far more time just devoted to study and times that I like to do things with God and with my time with God that I had to curtail when I got married and then you have children. Your time gets greatly more pressed and you just don't have the liberties you used to have when you're single because your responsibilities are far greater. Mm -hmm. That's good. Well, um, how about your dating experiences? Are there any red flags or pitfalls that you went through while dating that you'd like to share with those who are looking for their special someone? Yeah. Number one, follow the Spirit of God. Follow the Holy Ghost. Don't marry a boat anchor. <laughs> People have got to realize you've got to have someone who has the same vision that you do for God and the same passion. And really, it's far more important what's inside the person than what's outside the person. You might be attracted to someone's looks, but that's not what you're going to live with because looks will shift over time. But what you look at is a person's spirit. What do they have on the inside? What are their goals? What's their purpose in life? I think where people get in trouble, they get unequally yoked. They kind of like each other and they kind of get connected. Now let's get married. But I'm telling you, life is more profound than that. It is what God's called you to do. And I would never sacrifice the call for a marital relationship. It's just not worth it. Another thing about dating is you got to, as you keep walking it through, it may seem obvious, but you got to keep testing the spirit, test your heart, and realize it's very beguiling that your emotions, which is your soul, will try to override your spirit, which is the voice of your conscience. And I nearly made a mistake in my own life in uh, dating someone just before I met my wife that I thought maybe this is it, and I was prophesied to by ministers that this was going to be my wife, and it seemed like this was going to be it. And, oh, really? I didn't know that. And, um, and so I, I was kind of like pushed a little bit, and because this person played the piano and was in front of the, of the congregation and her parents were spiritual and they were very evangelistic and I would work with them, and, every, and I was single, we said, well, we should be together. And we liked each other, and we kind of flowed together, and I thought, well, maybe this is God. But I'll never forget going to God, and we'd actually um, got to the place where I actually got engaged. But that engagement lasted exactly 10 days, because in 10 days I got disturbed, and I went to God. And I remember praying in the Spirit and waiting on the Lord, and out of my spirit, not out of my emotions. My emotions said, I, I love her, and she's the one. But out of my spirit came these words. She is not the one. And you know what? I took that to the bank. I called her up the next day. I had a meeting and we broke it off. I said, this is not of God. I know inside, even though it hurt me, and even though it, it seems so wrong to other people said, how can you do this? But I'm so glad I did. And I waited on God. I said, God, please send me the one that's meant for my life. And when I met Linda, my wife, uh, the more I talked with her in the first two or three weeks, I knew this was my soulmate because we were right on the same page. And it's proven true after 36 years. And I have talked to women. I have a pastor. I counsel women 
who were in married. And they would say that on my day of my marriage, I felt this uneasiness, like, don't go through with this. This is not the one. But because I was pressured by all of the events surrounding me to put the wedding together, I just went through with it anyway and later regretted it because I realized this was not a match made out of heaven. It was a match made on earth. And you can make a match made on earth work, but it's sure a lot harder than getting the one that God has given you. Better be single than be married to the wrong person. Mm -hmm. I have had to counsel so many broken hearts and hurt that goes on and on, which is unnecessary. So I've always tell, tell people, be happy being single. Be free. Enjoy the many, many benefits of being single that, that married people do not have. Enjoy them. And you realize when you get married, you're trading in all those benefits for another set of benefits. But you can't keep all the benefits of singlehood into your married life. Mm -hmm. But the most profound decision you'll make in your life is the one you marry. Mm -hmm. And it must be treated with great respect. And therefore, you don't play with your emotions. You don't play with relationships. And you got to be really walking with an open heart before the Lord. Let Him direct you. And He will. Amen. So what were some things as a single man that you were looking for in a wife? What, what were the things that you saw in my mom, Pastor Linda? Your mother loved God more than me. That's mm -hmm. what I wanted. Your mother, I remember the very first tight date we went on. We were at the St. Louis VP Fair. A million people. Hot July Sunday, and I remember we were all having a little bit of a picnic with some of her friends, and she was my date for that day, and she said to me, okay, it's time to pass out tracts. I said, what? Yeah, i got to pass out tracts for now. This is what our goal is. So I just jumped up with her, and next thing I know, I'm standing out passing out tracts for one hour in the hot sun with my future wife, and I looked at her and said, now this is the woman I want to marry. Someone's radical, someone's Jesus. And I'll never forget it. We were under one of the St. Louis bridges there that same day, and they were missing one singer of a quartet. They put a big tarp out there, had a special uh, piped-in uh, battery-operated music like a boombox or karaoke machine, and they were looking for the fourth person to create this dance, and they were missing it. And my wife chimed, and my wife-to-be said, I know that dance, and she jumped in. Next thing you know, she's in a dance, they're dancing, and then they share their life about what Christ has done for them in this huge crowd that's surrounding them. And that, to me, was the closer. I said, that's the girl for me. <laughs> she's bold, she's strong, she's passionate, she wants to do a work for Jesus. I'm signing up. Really, that was it in a nutshell. I want someone with my same passion. I don't want to marry a boat anchor. I want to marry a rocket. I married a rocket, and I run to keep up with her, and she's a blessing. And they have a great marriage, and we have a great family. We're all serving in the ministry together. And I'm so glad that both my parents followed the voice of the Holy Spirit and found each other. And uh, you were 32 when you got married. Mm -hmm. And what year was that? Well, I guess people have to I won't say that because people... Anyways, but I'm, my mom said that back in that day, she was 28, you were 32, that was kind of old. I was old to be getting married nowadays yeah, it's, it's kind of more common but even back then what did you get any 
tough conversations oh, from yeah. relatives. Yeah, let's talk about how this. did you handle oh, my people's expectations and like why you I don't know what do people say to you? Oh yeah, why aren't you married? <laughs> What's your problem? Do you have issues? I look at those people, and uh, I wanted to just hit them. No, I should edit, edit that out. <laughs> no. So I looked at those people, and I would say, you know what? Mind your own business. But I'd be pressured by relatives. I'd be pressured by friends. And I was constantly being set up. And, and I would resent it because I feel like you're trying to be helpful, but it's hurtful. Just leave me alone and respect me for who I am. Give mm. me space. And let me be me. So don't let people put any junk on you. Just be happy, be you, be free. And sometimes I would think, you know what? You're miserable in marriage. You want to make me miserable too. I don't want your miserableness. <laughs> I'm happy. You can be happy and single. I just want to yes. let you know. You can be happy, happy, happy and single. Just never forget that. You can be happy and single. And you can be married and happy. But don't be married and unhappy. That's a bummer. Mm -hmm. And you can find this out if you take time and hear the Holy Spirit. Do not make the greatest decision following your decision for Christ to be on an emotional whim. Mm -hmm. It must be prayed through. The Holy Ghost has got to tell you. And usually spiritual friends around you, like pastors or your family, will do a thumbs up or a thumbs down that person because they know you. And they'll find out about the other person and you should go with what the general consensus is. Don't be a loner and say, hey, I don't care what everybody else says, I'm going to marry him anyway. No, no, no. That's not a smart thing to do. That just tells, pray more, fast more, be sure you're hearing God. Mm -hmm. If you hear God, Jesus has the right person for you that is designed just for you and your personality and to match your calling. And when you're connected, you're going to take off. And you won't regret one single day. And you'll be blessed every single day. So you're glad you waited till you were 32. Absolutely. I don't wait till I'm 35, 36, 41. I don't care. I'm being married at 54. Isn't this wonderful? It's, it, it's just not worth the price. If you look around the carnage of hurting people mm -hmm. that hooked up with the wrong one, it's just not worth the pain. Mm -hmm. It's not worth the hassle. You're happy being single. Stay happy. Mm -hmm. Go to God about your mate. Do not carry a boat anchor around with you like I'm so, I'm just carrying my singleness as a cross. <laughs> oh, I'm single. It's a mighty cross. No, no, that's just a not true. That's just not true. You can be single and happy and you can be fulfilled and you can be productive and you can have a great time. Yes, you can. And you can listen to him because you've been a pastor for how long now? I've been a pastor for 33 years. And you have counseled many different people of oh, all yes. walks of life. Oh, yes. So you've seen the good, the bad, the ugly. A lot of ugly. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you, can, you can trust what he's telling you. Even today, I was, um, I was getting a pedicure today, and the guy who was there at the store was asking me and my sister, because my sister and I were still single, and he was like, you guys married? We're like, no, we're not married. He said, why not? What are you waiting for? We're like, well, we're... We are waiting for the right one, and they're just kind of pushing us into being married. And so then Tessa just, you know, innocently asked, oh, like, you're married? He said, yes, I'm married. And she said, oh, how long have you been, you've been married? He said, I've been married for five years. This is my second wife. And <laughs> Tessa and I were just like, hmm. And then I'm reading, like, I never read magazines until I'm getting my nails done. I'm looking through the articles, you know, people just breaking up, third, fourth spouse, and just... 
pain and heartache. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm fine with waiting for the right one. Better to wait for the right one than jump into a relationship that's going to cause you hurt, pain, and turmoil. And it's going to slow down the call of God on your life. Because I want to be married to someone who's going to be running alongside with me, with the call of God on both of our lives, instead of having to deal with our pain. You know, and of course, like when he said, in a marriage, you have to compromise, you have to work things out. But when you're with the right one, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. So, well, thank you so much, Dad. Is there any last minute nuggets you want to share to the singles? Just remember one thing. Do not be led by your emotions. Be led by your spirit. And to do that, you have to pray in the Holy Spirit and wait on God, and he will give you the right one. I'd like to pray for them. Yeah, I was about to ask, ask you to pray for them. Father, I pray for every single person that's listening to this podcast. Lord, you know their life, and you also know their future. But Lord, I loose angels even now to go out there and begin to bring that right one into their presence, to cross their path. And that, Father, I pray a Holy Ghost connection. And that, Father, they'll know it by their spirit. And they'll be able to separate their emotions from their spirit. And they'll make a spiritual decision. And that you'd bless their coming together. And their marriage will be a marriage made in heaven. And I give you glory for doing it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thank you, Dad. This is so much fun. We'll probably have you on again. I told everyone that we'd have one with both my dad and my mom. And they don't know it yet. But anyways, I got some things planned. But thank you all so much for listening. I always love hearing from you. So please give me a message on Facebook or Instagram. And share this with your friends. You never know who this is going to help. So post it on your social media. Message me. Let me know what encourages you, what blesses you. I'd love to hear from you. And I will see you all next week. Bye-bye.